0: Jamin Pugh, better known to the wrestling world as Jay Briscoe, passed away this past Tuesday at the age of 38. Briscoe died in an automobile accident and was driving his daughters at the time. His daughters, both age 12 and 9, survived the accident and have made remarkable recovery since the start of the accident back on Tuesday. Briscoe was a record-setting 13-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion all those with his brother, Mark. They were the current reigning Ring of Honor champions. Jay was also a two-time world champion in Ring of Honor and also wore the six-man strap as well. He and Mark were Impact Tag Team champions, and the Briscoes won the NWA Crockett Cup in 2022. We here at Card to Change, I'd like to show our respect for Jay Briscoe with a 10-bell salute and a moment of silence to follow.
1: This week on Cards Subject to Change, we're bringing in a guest commentator. The free birds of podcasting welcome another tag team champion into the studio. One half of the SCW Pro Tag Team Champions, Nico Klein joins us to talk everything pro wrestling as part of the For Frequency Sake podcast network. You can catch Cards Subject to Change every week. Unlike some other so-called sports, there's no off-season now let's go to our cavorting co-hosts Nick bull CZ and Chris
0: stripes angle and did we hire some writers that was a heck of an intro welcome to the card Subject to change podcast I am the honorable one Nick bull of course joining us is the wizard CZ and right yeah. Chris angle and uh, we're going to jump right into things this year. It was kind of a sad week this week in wrestling, but, man, we're going to try and put that behind us here, move on a little bit. We have one half of the current reigning defending STW Pro Tag Team Champs with us here tonight. One half of Partners in Rhyme joining us, Nico Klein. Nico, welcome to the show.
2: Hi. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, Nico, am glad
3: you off- make it on board.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you guys... Uh, Hit me up and ask to come on, and uh, I'm loved to be here. I'm glad you guys get to come to the shows, see the shows, and um, yeah, it's a super good time. Now we were
0: we were told off air that you, uh, Nico, are a Dallas Cowboys fan, so you may be a little bit distracted right now. Mm-hmm. But I got the game on in the background too, so um, we'll 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 keep an eye on it, and, the, and, and of course on this podcast. But Nico, you're in wrestling you're obviously a fan. Yes. What what brought you to wrestling? Um, um
2: so like it started for me uh probably when I was like I don't know, I want to say maybe 5 or 6 years old. Um my grandpa would take me to independent wrestling shows here in Davenport, Iowa locally. Um SEW shows back then or there would be uh, AAW pro shows um and pretty much all the top name talent you see now were people that were on those shows so i got to see them working on the independence and i seen that uh it looks like you could have a lot of fun and learn a lot of things um especially like obviously on the independence so i mean i had to try it and i had the and like there's no reason for me not to do it with a school here black and brave um I'm so grateful for that place because, uh, without that, I might not be what I'm do- like in the situation I'm in right now. So I'm glad it's all worked out so far.
3: I I love that answer. You come in, most people are coming in, they're talking about, you know, what growing up with the WWE, you're here talking about growing up with everything right in your backyard with SCW pro. Tell me, uh, when you were a kid watching SCW or AAW, who's your favorite wrestler?
2: Um, so it, it's, it's kind of funny and kind of ironic how it's all played out obviously um Tyler Black back in the day I mean he was just as good then as he is now obviously he learned some things he has you know damn near 20 years in this uh business so far so I mean he's obviously super high up now to where he was but back then him and Merrick would put on a show um it was great to see uh, especially when they were tagging um it was crazy uh Tyler Black, uh, Colby Lopez, he would uh, go to high school at a local high school right here in town, West High School, and he uh, would go to the YMCA after school. And I would always see him, as a, like as a kid, I got dropped off there for like an after school program. And I would always see Colby in there uh, working out in the weight room. And I would see them on uh, indie shows here in town too. So I was so fascinated in seeing him being able to wrestle. And then I would also get to see him in the weight room. Uh, working out, obviously watching from afar. Big age difference, you know. Never talked to him or anything like that, but just knowing that he was a pro wrestler, it just really caught my attention. So, obviously, around that time is when I started watching WWE, and um, from there, I was like, "Holy cow!" I mean, look at this. like It was just it was just the moment like just the moment I see it on TV because at first I seen you know just local shows like I got brought to here with like fifty to hundred people. I didn't even know. Um, about like there was anything of this on TV or it was televised or anything like that. So once I learned that, I was like, Oh man, we're in, let's do this. Yeah, man, that's, that's
3: pretty awesome. Uh, I love you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Kobe Lopez, Tyler Black, now known as Seth Rollins. Uh, other people who've been on the show and have trained with him, have called him wrestle dad. Uh, um, yes. that's, that's been a term that has been thrown around a couple of times. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. I do want to talk about what it was like training for you, uh, learning the, learning the ropes here, but you know, you mentioned getting into the WWF, WWE at that time. Uh, what, uh, what was your biggest draw when you started watching the, the big boys?
2: Um, well at, at that point I was still, you know, just a kid. So, um, Like it was just crazy. Like it was larger in life. Like obviously, I was born in '99, so like I really was too young to enjoy the Attitude Era, and I obviously was nowhere near the Hogan Era, Ric Flair Era, Dusty Roads, or anything like that. So even when I first just started watching uh, Monday Night Raw, and like it had probably been about '05, '06, um, I didn't know that there was. You know legends out there I didn't know that it was bigger than this Obviously I just seen the people that was big Then John Cena Triple H Undertaker Sean Michaels uh, etc um, And To see the difference between the people on the Independent shows and then To see the people on the TV like it was just the, When they use the term larger than life It really was larger than life and you Could see that there was a difference and even as a kid For me I could see that there was a Difference between what I was watching here in Davenport Iowa and what I was seeing on TV and to learn that and understand that at a young age made me have way more respect for the business because, like, you had to learn how to be good. Like, it wasn't something that just was handed to you. You know, you had to work on it, and I understood that pretty young. So it just it was just the respect that drawled me to it. It wasn't only just, like, a hobby of watching it. it. just, like, I understood, like, it takes a lot to do that stuff, you know. So and I'm just glad that – I'm just grateful that I've gotten to learn it myself, you know, because, like, some people don't get the – learn their dreams you know so
3: absolutely i uh i never considered myself in enough shape to uh to get in the ring and and do the wrestling aspect that's why for a number of years i played ring announcer and uh color commentator uh at various shows but no i respect that it takes a lot of
2: hard work to to do what you do yeah, it does, man, and, and, and like, it's just me on an independent level. It's not just me in general. It's everybody, you know, that works on the independence like, the all the time and being on the road and traveling and, you know, working at promotion. Prom-
3: Nico, I think we lost your uh, your audio there. I, I see you're still have, in the
1: studio. I think we might have lost Nico.
0: I believe we did. Um, if you're just joining us, um, YouTube, Facebook, we are talking with one half of the SCW Pro Tag Team Champions, Nico Klein, who's one half of Partners in Rhyme, the current reigning, Tag Team Champions. Um, we were just kind of starting our discussion with Nico, talking about how he got into wrestling and and, and, the, and the work, and he was just breaking into the independence when we had the technical difficulty. I know uh, our production room is working feverishly right now to reestablish connection with Nico, uh, but we had Nico on. Just uh, he started talking about Nico had kind of an unconventional route. Uh, to be coming into wrestling uh nico's a young cat he's the young guy yeah, that's, in the room. that's wild in- that he was born
1: exactly that's what i was gonna say born in 99 he was just coming on the end of the the attitude era and and us as old old, old watchers of wrestling <laughs> we we sat through <laughs> the whole entire attitude era you know getting our minds blown and he's just like oh john cena I believe I'm back.
3: Got, uh, got hey, there's back Nico. The studio here. Welcome I
1: I'm back. black. Sorry about
2: that. I don't know what exactly
0: happened. No, you're okay. There. You're you're okay, Nico. We had a chuckle about you as we tried to reestablish connection. It's like, man, you're the young guy in the room. We're a bunch of old guys. We're like, he was it's born in '99. He, he he missed the attitude era. So yeah, we I got, know. Completely <laughs> really missed it. So we kind of got to restructure. No, that's cool. I. I you know, I was kind of bringing the audience back into it about how you're kind of unconventional. You started out as a, as a kid or as a fan going to shows. And that, was, that was huge. That was the thing for you. You kind of went to the indie show before you know, you put much thought into the WWE, the WWE thing at the time. CZ, I guarantee we were at shows where Nico Klein was when he was a kid. And I guarantee, Stripes, you were repping shows that Nico Klein was at as a kid.
2: Oh, yeah most, I have no no doubt. Doubt.
1: I'm, I'm sure so, there's no doubt so' I'm, I'm sure that you guys were probably at shows um, I had taken a little sabbatical probably when Nico was coming to shows um, but now that I'm back I, I I definitely see a lot of potential in Nico I I just love watching him in the ring um, Nico I know you said that you 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 know got into wrestling early 2000s just missing the attitude era going back now Watching the attitude era, I know I know you probably study tape and watch older stuff. What do you think the difference between that generation of wrestlers and the generation of wrestlers that you kind of grew up with? That either either independence or kind of you know WWE, WWE, F, uh, what, what do you think the difference is between those two different styles?
2: Well so what what was crazy for me is like so since I like started watching like oh five oh six I did get to like watch the rest of like what Triple H would do or did and got to see like what Shawn Michaels ended up doing and Undertaker and people like that that actually were in the attitude era. So it was cool to like um see how like they had to clean it up, obviously, like, you know, it went PG and they had to change their style from it being very ruthless. And I don't even mean to use the ruthless aggression term, <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Like, you know, yeah, like right, yeah. the chair shots, just little things like that, you know, the story, just just how the storytelling was done in like a more of a PG way, like not even like the moves in the ring, just like the storylines in general. Um, So it's crazy to see that they they did have to change that. But for the first like, I didn't really start like watching like tape and like really studying like the um, attitude era and and like it was until I started training and that was in 2020. So like I've I've caught up now and got to watch it all back and see it all. And we can go back further than that too. We you know talk about it. But um, I just I hate personally. I have a 28 year old brother, so he um, is uh, unfortunately not into wrestling. But he was alive to watch all that, and I wish. I could have been in his shoes to be able to watch everything because I missed out <laughs> on some very important stuff.
3: So you're, you're, we're talking about, you know, you've gone back, you've rewatched the Attitude Era, era sorry, uh, but you grew up mainly in the ruthless, ruthless Aggression and PG side of things here. Yeah. What is your first WrestleMania memory?
2: First WrestleMania memory is going to be WrestleMania 23. Um, um, I like i seen highlights of 22, but none, nothing really stuck with me. But the actually first one I got to sit down and watch live, my grandpa bought it on pay-per-view for us, um, oh. was 23. And um, it just Shawn Michaels and John Cena being in the main event, like obviously at that time I would have been eight. Um, I was a huge John Cena fan, huge, huge, huge. That spinner belt just had – Something about that spinner belt just drew me in. Like, that was just so flashy to me. I don't know. Like, it might not even have been because John was holding it. It could have been maybe anybody else, but just that belt, it was weird. I don't know. But, and then also that Money in the Bank match, you know, having the Hardys in it, it was just Edge um, was in it also. Like, it just, it just was great, man. But those were my definitely my first WrestleMania memories would be the main event with Sean and John and then the Money in the Bank match that year.
0: Man, he must have done that spinner our- belt. That oh. spinner
2: belt. Yes, but that spinner belt, it wasn't just that John Cena cuz I was like er um that about that spinner belt at that point because I seen the spinner belt before then cuz I was watching a little bit. Maybe because I started like I said about 5 and 6. So I got to see them introduce that spinner belt and as soon as they introduced it it was just like man, dude, that is so cool. Well, know.
1: thinking about it. That that's like that's like nowadays. That that's like the first version of the um of the fidget spinner, you know, now that these kids yeah. are playing with fidgets, that, that, that was, yeah. I guess that was John Cena's invention, you know, I mean, so John Cena was, I guess, ahead of his time, you know, he was playing with that fidget spinner, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man, I, I don't know, and it it's, I don't know, it, it's hard to, like, explain it, because, like, I've been asked that about it before, like, you know, what drew me in, and it, it was that dang sp- spinner belt, man. <laughs> so grateful hey. for it.
0: Do not, you, you did your homework because you're talking title belts. I mean, everybody at, at some point in wrestling loves the title belt and the fact oh, that that yeah. belt drew you in. I love it. I I love the pageantry and the belts and the entrances and stuff. And I, I love the fact that that belt drew you in. That, that's cool. Uh, WrestleMania 23, I remember that, that. They fought for the title, but they were also the tag champs at the time. That's what some people don't yeah. remember.
2: Yes, Even yeah. they,
0: were, they were tag champs at WrestleMania 23. So that just... That's crazy that, gosh, that seems so long ago. I mean, it really wasn't, but it seems so long
2: ago. 07?
0: Yeah. It would have to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah, You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's crazy.
2: So I, you know, and then also, 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 don't mean to cut you off there, but. Oh, no, no, by all means, go ahead. What drew me in was um, just how big the crowd was at WrestleMania, because I'm used to watching Raw and SmackDown. Uh, you know 10,000 15,000 people arenas not they were selling them out back then still but you go to Wrestlemania now it's 80,000 90,000 in that year they were in uh, the Detroit Lions Stadium Ford yep, Field yep, and uh, yep. just the way they packed everybody in there and how that stage was it was just um, uh, uh, Batista's entrance oh man yeah, that was a good WrestleMania. Man.
0: Now you got me. Now I'm probably going to have to go back and watch WrestleMania 23 tonight. Hey, I know every
2: every WrestleMania is long, but for some reason that WrestleMania feels like it's the longest WrestleMania I've ever watched in my life, which is probably not the case, but Even
0: it, longer than 33? Ooh.
2: Okay, maybe it might not be that long. <laughs> not that long.
0: Yeah, not that long. I think I aged two and a half years during that one, but no, I know what you mean. But oh man, I haven't watched twenty three in probably four or five years, so that I need to go back. Need to go back and watch it. Uh, Yeah, Nico Klein comes on the show, and he's giving us homework. I mean,
2: mean, it's just I don't know. It's just it was. It just seemed like at that time everybody was still like really trying. And I'm not saying they don't try now, but it was just I don't know, man. Especially having Matt and Jeff in the.
1: uh, yeah i mean money talk about pione-
2: yeah pioneers the of the
1: money in the bank match
2: yeah right it was just great man and um finley was in there too horn squaggle oh, oh. horn squaggle man that that dude, <laughs> dude. yeah i don't know it it was true, swoggle. It was great. yeah it was great man it was great
0: but yeah, yeah that,
2: was, I, that was the first mania man
0: we usually ask uh you know uh, other wrestlers that have come on you know what would be your go-to uh vhs that you would go rent Um, but I'm guessing you were past the VHS days. What was like the go-to wrestling DV or the show that you would watch over and over again?
2: You know, what
0: what was that one?
2: Yeah. So we, uh, definitely Walmart would sell DVDs and magazines. I was really big at getting the magazines each month
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: that Mm -hmm. probably started in 2006. And I didn't even know about the magazines until my cousin, uh, we, me and my cousin watched wrestling together and he, his dad bought him a magazine and he brought it over to my house and. Uh, It was some, I can't remember exactly what month it was. It had to be sometime in 06, but Batista was on the cover. And I was like, how cool is this that I get to see this guy on TV and he's like right here on the magazine. And this is before like, like I didn't know that's how magazines work. Like if you see a football magazine, you're going to see football players on it or, you know what I mean? Sports Illustrated, you're going to have some sports person on there. I didn't know that they made wrestling magazines. And so that's how that started. So I'd always get the magazine each month. It didn't matter who was on the cover, what was in and it. It always came with a free poster, so I knew I wanted that. So that was always good. But, um, you know, I, just the WrestleManias, man. I was always really big at, like, always making sure I got the, D, the WrestleMania DVDs, 23, 24, 25, 26, you know, and so on. I unfortunately stopped collecting all of them. I wish I would have kept getting them all because that would be cool to have a cool – Full series of all the WrestleManias, but I mean, yeah, so I would say WrestleManias and the, those magazines from Walmart definitely uh, what I would all three was on the list. list. Was on the list. And then when Let I was even you younger this, than oh, that, go ahead. It, just to add to it, when I was even younger, that I was really into the figures, wrestling figures, buying the rings, you know, having the toy steel cages and the toy money in the banks and all that. Yes. All the props. Uh, and, yeah. You know, what I mean, I was really, really big in having to have all that stuff. And I was great. I'm grateful that my parents was able to, you know, give me whatever I needed. So, you know, it made it really cool when you knew you were going to Walmart to pick up a new figure, you know. So
3: Nico, I'm gonna follow that up. You know, you're, we're in the era where everything is digital. We've got the the wonderful thing of Peacock, where we can go back and relive our favorite memories, our favorite moments. What uh, what's your go to if you were to fire up Peacock right now and you wanted to relive something from your
2: youth? What are you gonna put on? Um, obviously, like I'm glad you said youth because it would definitely be something older. I wouldn't put a like. If it if it has anything to do with my coach, uh, Seth Rollins, in it if from any point, I'll always turn that on new, old, whatever, even when he was like um, like Ring of Honor or wherever else, even before he even made it to Ring of Honor. But um, I would definitely just say if like, I fired off Peacock, it would definitely be some kind of pay-per-view. Um, it'd kind of depend on whatever kind of match I had coming up, I would say. Um, like maybe I'm trying to look what – Try to find like a situation that I'm gonna be in on there and see if I can, you know, learn stuff from that. Um, so that's a uh, one play, it would be what I'd put on. But if I was just to uh, chill and sit back, um, I would honestly put something like real old on, like some kind of Bret Hart match or like WrestleMania three, just to see how the camera work was, you know, just to mess around, you know. But okay. never, I, I, I'm never, I... I'm never picky about it, never picky. You know, we can put on anything, you know, and I'll watch it.
3: I like that you're talking about uh, how you'll put something on to kind of study to prepare for something you're doing in the real time. Yes. Let's – let me let me spin that a little bit here. You faced Mason Beck last night.
2: I did. What did you do
3: to prepare prepare for that match?
2: So I actually – this is going to be kind of funny, but I watched Undertaker versus Randy Orton at uh, – I believe in WrestleMania 22 it might have been 21. WrestleMania
0: 21, 20, yeah,
2: yeah 21, 21, 21. Yeah. Um, so I, for some reason, I turned that on because, like, I don't know. I've always like I got to see Mason back. You know, almost wrestle is almost his whole career. Um, I'd say maybe I missed maybe the first four years of it. So I, to me, I look at him as like an Undertaker of SCW.
1: Yeah, I could see, it. I could see that. So that's yeah, why kind I picked of a an Undertaker
2: yeah he is a big brick wall, and like just the way you know like he moves and all that, so I wanted to find like a taker match, and obviously, um, I'm not Randy's hype or anything like that, or can put a drop kick on somebody's chest like how Randy can, but for some reason that match popped up, and I just watched it, and uh you know just you know, just to see how Undertaker would sell, you know, so how you know Mason Beck how he would work, you know, so I don't know, I was just trying to put two and two together. But uh, yeah, that match was something, man. He beat the beat the crap out of me and uh, MFG, my partner and partners in rhyme. Um, it looks like we have a tall test in in front of us here at SCW, so we'll see what's going to happen.
0: Nico, I'm glad you mentioned your tag team partner there, MFG, as you uh, wrapped up about your singles match last night. We're going to take a quick break here on the card subject change podcast. But when we come back, we're going to talk tag team wrestling with one half of the tag team champs. Um, stick around. We'll be right back. We've got, uh, we've got some bills we've got to pay. Don't we, CZ? Or- yeah, we've got to get wanna, some money to pay bills.
3: Uh, right now, we're actually going to throw to talk about our podcast brother and Joe Winkle on his show. So we
1: will be back right after this. Be sure to join our podcast brethren, Joe the Show wink every Sunday and Wednesday night for all the insight you can handle during the playoffs. Tune in to the Educated Ignorance Podcast, part of the 4 Frequency Safe Podcast Network. You're listening to the self-proclaimed six-man podcasting champions, cards subject to change with CZ, Nick Bull, and Chris Stripes Angle.
0: Welcome back to Card Subject to Change podcast. We got the free bird rule going on here. We have the co, uh, co-champ of Partners in Rhyme, Nico Klein. And, and Nico, I'm going to ask you something. I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. I'm going to assume you are. May- maybe you're not. Maybe you absolutely hate tag team wrestling. But, um. So actually... Why tag team wrestling?
2: So how that kind of happened it kind of happened out of nowhere uh me and uh mfg one day was uh at black and brave and he had just came back into town he previously he graduated from black and brave and went back home where he's from virginia and um came back you know about a year and a half later and he decided he wanted to start working for scw and uh, he wanted to weigh on to the show and i wanted to get start getting booked more so we just um hooked up you know I asked him one day I was like hey man do you think uh what do you think about tagging and he was like you know uh or MFG is a really uh chill guy you know you you ask him a question he he'll say either yes or no and majority of the time if you can make it sound good to him he's gonna say yes so (laughs) I uh you know I asked I asked him if he would want to be my tag partner and if we could uh maybe ask Merrick Brave to see if what we can do about it and Next thing we know, we're tag champs. So that's that, That's how that worked.
1: So now you said that he left and came back. Speaking of that, um, what you what graduating class did you graduate from? And then, seeing as what graduating class did uh, MFG
2: graduate from? I graduated in uh, class eighteen, and I believe MFG graduated in class sixteen. Okay, so you guys have a there.
1: have a little bit of yeah, a little bit of difference there. Yes. Um, let, let's talk about that just just a little bit. I know you wanted to talk about tag team wrestling. What yeah? What is the what is the um, what is your favorite thing about about re- the wrestling school that you went to with with Seth Rollins? Um, that kind of that you learned the best thing you've learned from from him and all the other trainers.
2: Uh, I've definitely learned that, like, in situations where it's not working out great for you personally, like with um, something like you're trying to get done in life that don't give up on it right away. Um, Not everything's going to come quickly. Um, If it's learning pro wrestling or whatever you're dealing with, if it's something um, like a car problem or something, don't let the little things get to you. I mean, you're going to deal with things constantly and just take stuff step by step. And they really showed me like the slowing down process because before I started training, like I always wanted to get stuff done super quickly and I would rush things and just not get things done properly, but learning from them guys, you just got to slow down. Like you can't, you can't just go fast all the time. You know, you got to look at all your options and, you know, I I always say you got to read the field, read the field, read, read the field, a football term, you know, obviously, because you always got to look ahead of you and you always got to look at the best situations. So they definitely taught me patience. I would say patience because it's not going to all come at once. And just know uh, life's going to always throw you curveballs, too. And you can call those shit shit sandwiches is what we like to call them. (laughs) And uh, sometimes you just got to eat a shit sandwich and eat that, you know. And that's just how life works. And you can't let that – you be mad. You can't let let that leave a sour taste in your mouth. So that's probably the next biggest thing I've learned from them. And I've taken that with me everywhere I went because – you know, the, you guys know how the pro wrestling business is. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. You can't let it get to you. you. can't let it get to you.
3: But See, it's you know, not means- even
2: just pro wrestling. It's anything in life, you know. So,
3: Oh, very true. You know, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, you, you training, you coming in. Let me ask you this. Let's go back in time for a little bit here. What was your crystallizing moment that said, I want to do this? What what was it that pushed you over the edge to say hey Seth Rollins train me to be a wrestler
2: yep so we definitely did have that experience that would have been um i want to say whenever the shield debuted on the main roster so what would that have been like june 2012 am, am i'm i've been pretty sure it's right around 2012 on 2013 mm-hmm. they they came like it might have been november i don't know they showed up you know on the pay-per-view and messed with uh ryback and cena and right just right after that whenever exactly that was i tuned in on a raw one that weekend. was that
1: the Surviv- survivor series november of yeah november
2: yeah when i yeah, yeah when i said june i was thinking yeah maybe november but anyway um so it had to have been like that December or that January. I seen I turned on Monday Night Raw for the first time in a while because I, I kind of stopped watching wrestling right around that time. I was in middle school, so um, I don't know. I just stopped wrestling or watching wrestling for some reason. But I tuned it. I tuned in for some reason again, and I seen that you know uh, Tyler Black, Colby Lopez was there. You know Seth Rollins on TV. And I texted my grandpa because I'm, you know, I'm so used to seeing him at SCW shows here in Davenport years ago, obviously from then, because at that point he was in developmental before then. And, you know, I had not seen him on a indie show for like six, seven years at that point. So, or not even that long, maybe about five years. But anyway, um, I text my grandpa, I'm like, you know, is that Tyler Black? And he's like, yeah, that's Tyler Black on TV. He made it. And that was my deciding moment. I'm like, you know what? We're going to do this. And that was like my eighth grade year of uh, intermediate. So I was going into high school the next year. So I had to wait still like four years to get trained at Black and Brave. Um, But then I, uh, but yeah, that was the, that goes off into another story. But yeah, that was the deciding factor deciding factor once i seen tyler black made it on tv i was like you know what you can do it you can make because he's from davenport well, he's, he's, yep. he grew up in a town like 20 minutes from here called buffalo iowa but i mean davenport it's the same thing um so i just knew he could make it and i was going to the same high school that he graduated from so i was like man if if he can do it i can do it you know so that's just what started it until i got into the business and seeing that you have to get trained and put in work and you know, you really got to, you know, try to make it. And, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I tuned in that week and seen that he was on TV because I wouldn't probably be where I am now if I didn't see that. It, it, it's fake, right? Yeah, it almost is. And I don't want to be like cliche about it, but it's crazy. It is crazy because I would sit back at the YMCA, you know, back when I was six or seven watching this guy work out. You know, and, and thinking he's, like, mean mugging me because I'm watching him or something, you know, just being kid and having thoughts and stuff. But he, little do I know, he's probably just getting his workout in, you know, just being a, a, a normal person. But For I sure. thought he was a superstar sure. back then. And then once I tu- turned on and seen him on TV, I was like, oh, my God.
0: He is a superstar. Look at this. This was a guy This was a guy that your grandpa had taken you to. And yes. He, yes.
2: Up close, met- you, pro-
0: you, you probably – met got sweat on by him. Yeah, I um, mean,
2: had signatures from him 8 by 10. Absolutely. Tens, you know, absolutely. A different picture with him every week, you know. You know how fans are, you know how shows are. Sure, it, sure. it's just crazy. It it was it was mind-blowing to me. Like I said, this was when I was like I would have had to been like 13 or 14. So I was just going into high school next year when I turned 15, so I just knew I had to get the ball rolling then. Um, but I knew I was just too young to enroll in Black and Brave because Black and Brave started in 2014. So I knew I had a couple years of the the wait. But, um, yeah, dude, it, was, it like I said, I don't want it to be cliche, but it's almost like fate, man. It's almost like I'm, fate.
0: I'm going to use a cliche word, and I don't want to put words into your mouth, but it, it seems like you caught wrestling at the right time, at the right age, like the impressionable age, right? So when you oh, saw yeah. them things they made a lasting impact on you wrestlemania yeah. 23 with cena and HBK. wrestlemania 23 with money in the bank you talk about the shield those lasting things the, they got you at the right ages were like man you're hooked now hooked hooked <laughs> because
2: like um right around that you know john cena unfortunately like yeah they pushed him as the guy back then but that's when the crowd started like booing him you know because they're like 06, 07, 08, Cena was never getting booed. Like, he was the guy. And, you, know, you know, every freaking person in the crowd would have a John Cena shirt on. Then they started booing him, and that's when I lost interest. And then, you know, I grew up a little bit. And unfortunately, that's how it went. But like I said, as soon as I turned on and seen the shield, I was like, yo, let's watch. I was watching it for a whole different reason at that point, though. You know, I, at first I was watching it as a fan, but then I seen that, you know, Seth Rollins made it. And I was sure. like, man, now I'm watching this because I want to do it. Like, this is something – like, I'm not just watching to be a fan. I'm watching to hopefully do this someday. So, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how it all worked out.
0: I want to ask you, since I'm a I'm a huge tag team wrestling mark on this show, I and mean, CZ and Stripesville, they'll, they'll uh, confirm that for you. Well, When you – you know, you go back and watch – uh, take you know, old tape or anything on tag team. Who influences you tag team wise? Uh, so
2: I I really enjoy watching the Hardys. Um, I don't okay. wrestle like either one of them. I'll tell you the truth on that, but I do enjoy um, a good Hardy's match. But okay. late, they're like old, their older stuff. I don't really like much of their like older WWE WWF type of stuff. But newer-wise, I would definitely say anything Revival, um, FTR, um, any of their matches. Um, Bring up the Briscoes, man, Jay and Mark, and some of their matches. I mean, they've been wrestling forever, so definitely things you can pull from them.
3: You got Um, the honorable one pumping his fist over there going, yes, 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 yes. Uh,
2: Okay,
0: (laughs) okay. Is this a rib on me? He's He's a tag team guy. He mentions my guys. Um, no, I'm just kidding. These guys, I just want to know if this is a rib on me. If it is, it's a pretty good one. I'm pretty happy with it.
2: <laughs> no, no rib at all, man. No, no. I, un- unfortunately, I am bummed that I've actually never got to see the Briscoes wrestle live. And it's even crazier because like all the shows that I did get to go to when I was younger, but for some reason it just never added up for them being on any shows that I was at. And now even as I was trained, I have unfortunately never been able to make it to somewhere to see them wrestle live. So I really kicked myself uh, in in the butt for that one. But it's, it's a sad deal what has happened to him, and I hope his uh, family is okay. And I uh, don't mean to spin off to that, but I mean, all, all prayers no. to them for sure. Um, but yeah, their matches was, uh, great. Um, and then also, um, the Tyler Black and Merrick Brave matches. I mean, some of their stuff was really good oh, back man. in the day, you know, like, uh, very entertaining, very entertaining. They, they would, they, what drew me in with them is they would actually do tag team moves. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. yep. You know what I mean? So it was just like that, that was what was cool, you know, actually seeing two guys, put like moves together. The same thing with the Briscos. I mean, same thing with the Hardys. Like, if you can line up a like a little combo where you're using all four men, that's that's the cool stuff.
0: I totally agree.
2: You know, get everybody on board. If if it was my if it was uh, my way, tag matches wouldn't have tags. It would just be two guys out there. That's the tag team, and I know the tags and tag wrestling is the part, but just name us the tag team and. Let let us go loose, you know. Tornado tag, big big fan of tornado tag, you know. Okay. Um, Okay. But yeah, dude, I love um, tag team wrestling because it's um it's picking three other people's brains, you know. It's you're not only working with one person. Sometimes it can get a little chaotic, but I mean, you just got to work with that.
0: It's more moving parts, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You instead of the your standard match where you have you know, uh, a one-on-one match with the official instead of three guys or gals, or whatever your combo, you got five and then whatever you possibly have a ringside, maybe so more moving parts. So I, I always pay special attention. I've always loved tag team wrestling. I always pay special attention to it because there's just so many more moving parts and so much more could go wrong, but when it works so much goes right. And that's what I, that's what I literally. love about tag team wrestling. Literally, literally. Yes.
3: So, so let me ask you, I, I like to ask this of everybody here. We're talking, I'm going to stray away from tag team wrestling a little bit, go back to, you know, your, your fandom as a wrestler. Um, I always love to hear when you started to acknowledge and root for the bad guys in wrestling. And who was it that turned you to the dark side?
2: Let me, well, let me see here so i'm gonna it's, it's gonna be crazy, man, but probably edge I'd have to say it was edge back then um i'm gonna still think about it obviously when I was like a kid kid um so edge right around, I would say whenever he won the spinner belt from Cena and put that r in it,
0: switched it up on Ra- us.
1: rated r superstar yeah
0: yeah, hold on. Did Grandpa let you watch the live sex celebration? Of
2: Fox? <laughs> you know, we were, we we got to watch it, man. We got to watch it. We definitely uh, yeah. it that week, you know what I mean. I got lucky. I got lucky. You got what a cool Grandpa people, there. You got a cool what
0: one, are, man. One of the most awkward kinky scenes in raw history, <laughs> dude.
2: Ain't it nuts, man? Oh, that would never happen today.
0: Never. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, go ahead, but I had to ask if you got to watch that because, hey, you saw that and I'm, yeah, and you saw that at an impressionable age.
2: Yeah, it was crazy. It was some crazy <laughs> stuff. It definitely made me a little more interested in wrestling. Sure. <laughs> and
3: the reason I love hearing that those answers and the reason I asked that is because it's a different psychology to play a heel than it is a face. And when you're a fan at home, you know, you, you root for the bad guys, but eventually, You smarten up and say, Hey, these guys put on a hell of a show. I I don't wanna hate this guy as much as I used to. I wanna cheer for him because he's giving us a hell of a show.
2: Right. And and that's the thing about being a good heel. Like you gotta make them want to hate you. Like make them like it's like hating somebody in real life, you know? Like they give you reasons to actually really hate them. So if like you can give fans like a reason for them to actually hate you, then they're gonna be entertained. To see that baby face kick the shit out of you, you know what I mean. So you just got to keep it entertaining.
3: Absolutely,
2: you know. And uh, Edge was definitely good at keeping it entertaining, (laughs) you know. Um, But at first, I hated him. You know, I I vividly remember one time there was a live event right here across the river at our arena, and uh, we—I was like the first in line to get the ticket scanned to go in, and the security standing there, the ticket holder ladies, and I was like hey, by chance, did you see Edge back there? And she doesn't even know who Edge is. She's just doing her job trying to scan tickets and get people in. She doesn't even know what wrestling is. And i was like, if you see him back there, and I held up my middle finger, I was like, can you do this for me? And she was like, yeah, I got you. So at one point, I really did hate Edge. I hated him as a kid. Hated him. And I vividly remember me doing that. It's crazy, man. I think I look back and I laugh now because, like I said, she doesn't even know, you know who Edge was or you know, she doesn't know anything about wrestling. She just clocked in for the day trying to scan some tickets like it's a normal Saturday night. you know. <laughs> so that's what I find funny now. Um, but, yeah, as soon as he got that spinner bell and he put that R in there, I'm like, you know, this guy's kind of a cool guy. You know? What's he doing? So
1: Yeah, the lady that probably was scanning your tickets, she's probably thinking, he's talking about that guy from U2, isn't he?
2: yeah who knows man who knows? she was like man she probably was like man these people are crazy
0: <laughs> you know but who knows, who knows? well we are going to take one more break here card subject to change podcast thank you for tuning in we're chatting with Nico Klein Nico's going to stick around one more segment with us we're going to talk uh, maybe some Royal Rumble predictions all that and more after this You're listening to Card Subject to Change on the 4 Frequency Stake Network.
1: Card Subject to Change is looking for dedicated sponsors. If you or your business would like to join the Card Subject to Change podcast, hit us up at our official podcast email, cstcpodcast2022 at gmail.com.
3: All right, we are back uh, talking with one half of the SCW Pro Tag Team Champions, Nico Klein. Uh, Nico, I know Nick mentioned possibly talking about rumble predictions with you here, but before we get to that, you had an appearance on the big stage. Uh, We all saw you on Monday Night Raw as part of the security team. Talk about that experience.
2: Yeah, so uh, that was crazy. That was back in December. Um, I got to actually do extra work for WB2 two, two weeks in a row. Uh, the first week was uh, Raw in Milwaukee, and I got to be the doctor for uh, Dominic Mysterio segment. He needed to uh, get some eye drops dropped in his eye because he got misted by Asuka. Um, so that was a crazy little experience I got to do. Um, that was a live segment shot backstage, so it was really cool to experience that. And then the next week, uh, we got to do extra work again in Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, we got to do security for an uh, Usos, or I should say the Bloodline, and uh, AJ Styles' little segment, and then I got to do another little segment on that same show between uh, Kevin Owens and I, and Colby uh, Seth Rollins was out there as well, and uh, against the Usos too, a little segment holding everybody back, so um, it was cool, man. It was It was such a crazy experience. Um, cause as a kid, I always wondered, what does the backstage look like? What does backstage look like? So to see what it looks like back there and how it's ran and, you know, get to see everybody. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, standing in gorilla in the gorilla position, watching triple H do his job, you know, uh, road dog being in there and everybody else that's in there. It's, it's a crazy experience. It's very crazy. I'm grateful. I got to do it, especially two weeks in a row. Cause I was definitely riding a pretty big high that whole week. uh, Absolutely. I knew I get to do it one week, one week again, and I was lucky. uh, The first time I went and did extra work in Milwaukee, I was the only one that got picked to be used. So um, they just randomly select. It's nothing like you know very crazy um, to get picked, but uh, I thought it was really cool that night that I got to actually do something. So I'm very grateful for that and that it was live. It wasn't like a pre tape thing. They actually do it right there on the fly. I was like, you know, we're doing it. So and then
3: follow the next up week,
2: to that. Oh, go ahead. Well, then, then the next week we got to actually do the segment out live in the actually arena with all the fans. You know, 12,000 people, whatever was out there, and actually, again, the feel that energy was crazy as well.
3: You know, follow up to that. Uh, when you're backstage at an event like Monday Night Raw, and you're there as an extra, do you get to pick from the learning tree of anybody? Like, I know Seth Rollins. You're you're head head coach is there your your wrestle dad is there but do you get to pick the brain of anybody uh anybody else backstage kind of learn from experience of some of the bigger guys
2: well um so you know everybody's kind of doing their own thing um i tried to walk into it and think of it as like how i would want to be treated if i was like at an scw show so like that's what kind of respect i would show everybody so i wasn't in anybody's business or going up to anybody and asking any questions but um a couple people stopped um, and talked to us while we were there. Uh, Otis talked and you know made some funny jokes with us. And uh, AJ actually stopped and talked to us for two seconds. Um, so that was pretty cool as well. And then actually after um, the Milwaukee show, as we were walking out, we're walking down the hallway to leave, and uh, we hear clear the hallway. So we all you know press up against the the walls of the hallway to clear the hallway out, and. Here comes Triple H walking down the hallway, you know, getting ready to leave, and he looks over at us and tells us, good job. And uh, when he did that, that was, that was cool, man, because he didn't have to look at us and even acknowledge us or anything and look at us and tell us, good job for the night. So That, that really would have cool. given me chills. Oh, it definitely did. It definitely gave me chills. Um, I don't know. It's a crazy experience, man. Just like I said, being in Gorilla was a crazy experience. But, uh, yeah, you, you don't bother anybody back there, you know. You just, you know, watch, you know. And if they come up to you and happen to say something, you know, you know, ask her, you know, get away with any questions you can at that point. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it, man.
0: Well, Great right. time. Ne- next week, Royal Rumble, of course, kind of the road to WrestleMania. But let's, let's, let's get back into the SCW uh, pro lane here for a second. Okay. I know there's some events in between, but Epic is on the horizon. It is. The road to Epic has, you know, it's begun. It what, has. What, Where's the road going to take? Is, is, are the champions going to be defending the belts at Epic? Are we going to be seeing partners in Rhyme on the biggest stage for SCW Pro?
2: Yes, uh, I do believe we'll be there. Um, I don't know exactly how it's going to go down or what – What's happening? Um, but right now it looks like we're having a problem with Mason Beck. So uh, he's gonna have to find a tag team partner because you know we got two people already on us. Our side, Nico Klein and uh, MFG. So uh, doesn't add up with just one Mason Beck. Have to figure Mason that Beck one is out. his
1: Mason Beck is his own tag team partner. I mean hey, that yeah. guy.
2: Yeah, he, you he's think. a massive human being. You would think, man. I I thought for a second yesterday I'd be able to get him, man. I don't know. He's going to need a partner, though, for them tag straps. I'll tell you that.
0: Well, I'm glad to know that you and MFG still hold tag belts. SCW Pro does have some shows between now and Epic, but, man, Epic is on the horizon. Let's go around the room here, fellas, Royal Rumble. A week from now, we'll be recording, probably talking about Royal Rumble. Several surprises supposedly, allegedly lined up. Uh, let's go around the room here. Give me, uh, fellas, give me your final four here in the Royal Rumble. Who are your final four in each, and who do you have winning? All right, go. You're, you're, you're the Nico, guest. You're the guest. Yep. You're the guest. Yep. Go okay. right ahead first. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to let's look at it. I think it's going to be uh, Sammy's going to get his way in there. Um, I think Solo is going to be in there as well. I'm going to go uh, Seth Rollins. And then we're going to add up a, a toss up, man. I, I'm going to say uh, Riddle somehow pops in there, maybe. Ooh, I like a little that. Toss up. But my first three, I think, are maybe absolutes, maybe. I don't know for sure. I don't know. I can't predict the future, but might, might not be right about Riddle, but I don't know. We'll see. I think those are definitely my four, though.
0: And then who do you have winning?
2: winning oh man i don't know i think somehow sammy might win this i don't know if if the rock don't come back during the whole show there's no rock entrance 30 no rock at all sammy might be winning this Ooh, i like that i like that i don't know yeah it'd be a good story right that would be a uh, great story dude, excellent story. because then like sammy could hold it over roman's head you know like hey, yeah. hey dude you know like i got this match could be set up to me <laughs> and man you keep messing with me I don't know pro wrestling.
0: I don't know stripes. Give me yours, bud. All
1: right, so I'm gonna have to agree with the Cody Rhodes. I, I definitely see Cody Rhodes as he's. I think he's gonna be one of the final four. Uh, Sammy Zayn will be in there. Uh, maybe you know what? Let's throw, a, let's throw a, let's throw a Kofi Kingston in there. Kofi <laughs> hasn't been you know in the final four that in the wild that, I, that guy, I, I can remember okay um and then and then let's go with solo solo's going to be in there in the final four
0: and okay. i say so either either
1: say I'd either say sammy or, or cody one of the two
0: you got to pick a winner oh
1: man okay okay got to pick one decisive i i'm going to have to agree with uh, nico on that one i think uh, i think sammy's going to win it
0: Okay, CZ.
3: So that's that's really tough, but I think I got it narrowed down in my head here. My I like I like the idea of Solo Soko being in the final four. I think that's a great pick on everybody here. And Nico, kudos to that. I'm going to agree with you there. Um, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, and Seth Rollins round out my final four. Uh, The obvious choice to win is Cody, but that's where they're pushing. So I'm hoping that it's a bit of a swerve. And I got to go with Seth. I think between Seth and Sammy, those are the only two people who can take the titles off of Roman. So uh, I got to go with my boy, Seth Rollins.
0: Good answer. Uh, Man, I like all of these. Um, I think Sammy will be in the final four. I don't think Sammy wins. Um, Cody will be there and I'm just trying to think who would have a feud with Cody at WrestleMania huh maybe Seth Rollins I think Seth Rollins is there yeah and the way I want to spin it I want to see Rhodes and Rollins so I think they'll eventually battle I think I I I like where you guys are going with Sammy winning and then maybe getting the crap kicked out of him by the bloodline for doing that. I would like to see Sammy lose and then them blame him for losing the rumble and then you know costing Roman, you know, like a, a potential buy at Mania. I'm gonna throw this is gonna sound stupid. But since We don't think the rock's going to be there and won't be around for mania. My last, my final four and the winner of the Royal rumble will be stone cold. Steve Austin. Whoa. Okay. Wowzer.
3: (laughs) Nick's going bold tonight.
0: Listen to me. Listen to me with rock gone. You can still do the thing where stone cold wins the match. He doesn't need the title shot, and maybe he gives it to Sammy.
2: You know what? If Stone wow. Cold wins the Royal Rumble, I will give you a free Nico Klein T-shirt alongside <laughs> with a $50 bill. Okay. A $50 oh, bill? You. Okay. Whoa. Yes. yes. Hold me to that, too. I will listen, do it. Listen, do
0: there, that. There, there's going to be plenty of surprises, and I think that's going to be it. <laughs> If,
2: if that is it, man, you got me. You guys heard it here. I, you, you got, I got that you. on tape.
0: Yes, you had that on tape, hey, man. He no would, he would be, count at all. He would, he would have a four – it would put him as the four-time winner. No one's ever won it four times. I don't even yeah, think he has yeah. to wrestle for the title. He can just get – he can give that title shot to Sammy after Sammy gets the, you know, the crap kicked out of him. I, I just I, – I knew I, like I had, to, I had to go different. I personally hope Seth wins. Because I want Cody chasing Seth, even though, you know, Cody's already beat him 3 I, I, I wanted That's how I wanted Cody brought back is what, what Seth as champion. So if Seth won, great. If Sammy won, that'd be great. But I had to throw the Stone Cold out there. I know it probably won't happen. But the possibility of him at Mania, it's very true. And Rumble is in San Antonio. So who knows?
2: You know what? You got exactly. it there. He, they are in Texas. I mean, they yeah. are. That is good. That is good. But I'm still holding to that man. I'm still holding. <laughs> I'm still holding
0: if it. if he does appear, Nico may have to fill in for me next week because I'll be physically and emotionally spent if he won. I, I can do it, man. Yeah. If you need <laughs> hear that,
3: Nico? Be on standby for the. I'm
0: on
2: standby. <laughs>
0: So we got Ninja has Sammy, Stripes has Sammy, uh, CZ's got Seth, and I took Stone Cold Steve off, who will eventually give it to Sammy. But, uh, <laughs> man, either way, what an exciting time. I, I can't believe I haven't been this excited for a rumble in quite some time.
2: Yeah, me too, me too.
3: You know, I feel like a broken, neck or broken record here, but each and every week, it seems like we find a way to say that it's a great time to be a fan of wrestling.
2: It is true. That is true, man. So
3: that, uh, Nico, I definitely want to be the first to thank you for coming on the show. We've had a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, Before we get you off the hook, tell us where we can find you on social media.
2: Uh, My social media is here. Let me get you. Make sure we're all right here. Don't want to mess it up. All right, so on Instagram it's going to be Nico Klein. And then on Twitter, it's going to be Nico underscore Klein. Pretty simple, pretty simple. But don't get the period and the underscore mixed up. Nico underscore Klein's Twitter, Klein is Instagram. And uh, that's where you can find me, man.
3: And you can also find Nico at any SCW Pro Show. Like we've been saying, he's one half of their tag team champions. Uh, Like I said, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, we're going to wrap things up. Let's go around the room, Stripes. Let's see if you did your homework this week. Where can we find you on social?
1: And I did do my homework this week. I am on Twitter at Cangle007 on Twitter.
3: Nick, tell us your social tag.
0: I am at Bull 55 on Twitter, Fully55 on IG, and you can find me Bull on Facebook. Reach out to me. Interact. I love interacting with people. Ask questions. Hopefully we can find answers for you.
3: And you can find me at The Wizard. are both on I, Twitter, Twitter back on Instagram. The show is at CSCC Podcast. Across the board, Facebook, or Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Current Social Change Podcast on Facebook. One final thing before we put a bow on this show.
0: Big announcement.
3: Two weeks from from now, we will have the Best, Doug Hollister joining us in the studio. I am super excited for that interview. I don't want to speak for anybody else. But if you've been tuning in live, we appreciate you. If you're tuning in after the fact, we appreciate you. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, give us a comment, send us a follow. Uh, we love interacting with our fans. And we will see you next week talking about the 2023
2: Royal
0: Ruffles.